Welcome to Gumpla Snobs. A Gumpla! A what again? Gumpla! 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 A Gumpla. A plastic model from the anime Mobile Suit Gundam. A plastic model. Hello and welcome to Gumpla Snobs, a podcast with opinions. Today we have with us Goki and Crow. Say hello, boys. What's going on? Hey there, guys. So uh, Crow and Goki are, uh, I guess, would you say you're expats living in Japan or? Yeah, so I'm, I'm just, you know, a dirty, dirty American living out here. Um, I'm just on the grind, you know, just just grinding every day, uh, you know, hustling, you know, sling, you know, slinging it back wherever I can to get that dough. Yeah, I just teach English to a bunch of uh, rowdy teenagers. <laughs> Nothing interesting there. Nice. Right. Nice. So um, both of you guys live in Japan, right? You don't live... Do you live near one another, or where, whereabouts do you live in the country? Polar opposites. I'm in the, the rice fields while he's in the, the city. Oh, nice. Yeah, big city, Tokyo here. He's in the tourist hotspot where all the action happens. Yeah. Ganguro, Harajuku, Yakuza, Subarashi, and crows over somewhere where they get rice. Yep. <laughs> I, ha- I hang out with the Obachans in the hot springs. Oh, he's a cool dude. <laughs> you know, it's better than spending half the day on the train anyway, so he's probably, he's probably happier. But the transit system there is probably so nice and clean. Nobody's, like, pissing on the train. Mm-hmm. Not loud. Uh, you know, you know, he doesn't walk time, there and catch a homeless dude taking a shit in the center of the train. No, but you do get the salary man like losing his uh losing his uh his uh fried chicken at night, you know, right before <laughs> last train. It's probably a show in and of itself. Is that like the businessman like getting drunk and then they can't handle it on the way home? Yeah, Sometimes, you know, yeah. the culture here is you get the salary man, you know, they go to these big office parties. It hasn't really been as bad. Uh, on the platform since COVID, nobody's doing the big office parties, but we're starting up the economy again. So I'm starting to see in the morning commute, you know, piles of uh, washed out vomit from the night before. Oh boy. Sounds Even wonderful. if the world was ending, ending, I'd expect Japanese salarymen to still be out there stumbling around. It gives me strength. It's how you know the world's still, still turning. It is kind of stereotypical, right? But it does... It does actually happen, though. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it's a stereotype that the uh, the workforce or just the work industry in Japan sucks ass. It's like pretty ruthless. It's hard. Yeah, I mean that's an all over Asia thing. You know, Korea is not any better. Hmm. So you guys, um, do you guys know each other personally? Then. Oh uh, yeah, I guess now we uh. We had a little trip together. Um, I went over to Tokyo and hung out with them uh, a couple of days. Yeah, got to know each other. Cool peeps. Yeah, good times. You guys went on the um, the Gumpla pilgrimage. I I saw you posted some stuff on 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 the Twitters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went all around. Uh, I went to um, Odaiba, where uh, the unicorn is in Gundam Base. Uh, we also just kind of chilled around Akihabara and did some shopping. Like, how much, how much Gumpla related stuff is is out in public for everyone to see? I, I know you've got the uh, Goki you put in the the statue image that you had come across. It's the the RX seventy eight, right? Yeah, that's right. 
That's at uh, Kami Igusa Station over in Western Tokyo. Is there a lot of that stuff? Um, there is. I mean, you got things like vending machines with Gundam branding on it. Um, there was recently a big collaboration with 7-Eleven doing this lottery where you spend $700 at kind of like a pull tab, and then you open it up and you get a random prize. So where where did you go on the, the pilgrimage? It was last week, wasn't it? Or two weeks ago? Uh, last week. Yeah, so um, if you get on the Shinjuku line, not the not the JR one, but one of the smaller local lines, and just head out west. Um, one of the stations is where right right at the station is where Sunrise Studios is. Um, it's kind of surprising; it's not a bigger building, but I think they've probably been there for quite a while. Oh yeah, I'm just I'm flicking through your Twitter at the minute, just trying to find some of the the posts that you put up about like cues and different things like that, and uh, some of the scalpers and the the kit hunts that you guys have went on. I know you've been, uh, you've been hunting for was it a, a cat plant for quite some time? Or was that it, or was it a different kit? Yeah, no, it's the uh, Advance of Zeta um, Hirairu or whatever it is, the TR five. I've been looking that for that for a while. I've seen it at some of the resale stores for like six thousand yen, but that's well above twice the market value. Mm. So. Um, kind of on your last video, you talked about there's a certain art of purchasing and, and finding finding things, and I find that to be true. I appreciate the hunt more than I actually appreciate building. I just don't have the time for the building, so just going out there and finding kits. You know, you, you get a kit that you haven't seen in a while, and it's you know that's my dopamine rush right there. Yeah, I would I would be similar. I'm always keen to um, to spend money on kits and then realize that I have too many kits and not enough time and uh like crow i saw i, I just watched your video this morning of um your plan to not do your typical reviews anymore and you were showing showing your shop and um the the city that you've got built the diorama and then all of your all of your backlog that's in your in your wardrobe or whatever the the cabinets mm -hmm. you've got a pretty um pretty sizable backlog there as well yeah, it's miserable because I, I gotta I gotta come in here and I gotta face it every single day and I gotta hold my head down in shame. At least you have slide doors, man. You can pretend it's not there. <laughs> oh, um, I hear it. Uh, so actually, a quick question: Were uh, either of you guys into gunpla or plastic modeling before you uh, relocated to Japan? Uh, when I was a kid, uh, when it hit the the big boom in um, in the states because of tsunami. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when I got into it because almost every like local r retailer, Walmart, Toys R Us, and all that, um, they were selling the kits. So I right. built majority of like Wing and G and X, um, and I, I absolutely loved it when I was a kid. But then you know you you get older, and uh, I I got out of a lot of anime stuff. But um, coming back to Japan is what what rejuvenized my love for gunpla and just plastic models. That's awesome. Uh, for me, let's see, I started building as a teenager in mid nineties. Um, I think my first kit was something from G Gundam, maybe the Maxter, like the old one by one forty four skill Maxter, um, built through high school and a little bit through college. And then, you know, had to grow up and go to university. And now that I'm an adult with like some disposable income and a place surrounded by, you know, by gunpla, 
you know, and kind of got back into it since being here. Cool. That's it. It's pretty hard to resist, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's always there. It's always around you. Is it like, it is big in the culture, like tons of people are, are into it over there, or is it, mm. is it still quite, is it still niche? Like, is it, it's pretty niche. I think Gundam is West, huge but... in Japan. I mean, they have those yeah. life-size suits everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Gundam as a franchise is like, Star Wars for mainstream. Japan. It's pretty much mainstream at this point. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's calling Japan's it Star Wars like for Japan. Is Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's their Star Wars or Marvel. That's what, like, it was originally the concept was. Like, they set out to create something for Japan on the equivalent of Star Wars and Star Trek, and they came up with Gundam. Mm-hmm. And I think Gundam is far better than uh, Star Wars and Star Trek now, without a shadow of doubt. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I had just wondered if it was kind of like a marketing thing where they wanted to blow it up to make it seem like it was this really big thing. Obviously, if you've got like the the Gundam base and you've got the statues up and stuff and all of this paraphernalia around the streets and stuff, it, it looks like it, it definitely is like deeply embedded in the culture. But I'd always wondered, was that was that actually the case? Was there tons of people who were really into it over there? Or, you know, was it just like every so often you'd meet somebody who was kind of into the hobby a little bit, but yeah, I guess uh, it is actually a way of life over there. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's it's on everything, like, it's on mugs, cups, uh, hats, t-shirts, there's always collaborations with other companies, like Uniqlo, you know, they'll do, like, the $10 t-shirts, you buy two, you get a, a plastic model kit. Uh, so it's, it's not too often that... Um, well, it's actually pretty often that you would see someone with a Gundam T-shirt or some kind of Gundam accessory, um, in you know regular walking about. Yeah, case in point, um, a couple of years ago, right before the pandemic, there was something called a stamp rally on the JR train line, the JR East train line that goes, you know, around Tokyo. It's you know the Yamanote and whatnot, um, and you go around the different stops, and if you go to the station master and any of the major stops, they'll give you a little booklet and you go around to the different stops and they have like this uh, stamp and you can just stamp the booklet. And if you fill up the booklet, um, if you fill it up halfway, you get like a sticker, just, you know, some, some stupid little sticker, but if you fill up the book all the way, um, they gave out like, um, like a limited edition, uh, high grade granddad Gundam, or they've done it a couple different times. But I think the most recent one was, uh, maybe, a a granddad or or the new Gundam and I think Crow recently built it on his on his Twitter and his channel recently. Do you know uh, which one it is Crow? Or... The the green uh, one? The train the train yeah, team yeah, one? Yeah. yeah, that's the one I just built actually. It's the JR granddaddy. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, so they'll do they'll do collaborations, they'll do campaigns. You know, not every kid, you know, is into Gundam, but it's right. well enough especially with especially with people in maybe between between 50 and 30 the ones who who grew up with it um the younger kids are into it now too but it's just like another franchise that they like but you know the kids who are probably 80s and 90s kids you know when there's less selection out there those mm-hmm. are probably the older hardcore fans so what what is there over there at the minute for the younger generation i know crew you're big into uh BTS. You like LBX and stuff, right? Yeah. 
what like what what other stuff is over there that's um is it anywhere equally as big or is it uh, comparable to gundam um i mean obviously the pokemon stuff but i mean hmm. are, you, are you talking like plastic model exclusive yeah i guess so yeah plastic model kits uh i mean the the pokepla has been a pretty good seller i would say i they kind of kind of fly off the shelves on first release um and I remember the yokai watch stuff when they when those things came out those are pretty big sellers and now they're kind of a little more scarce nowadays um and lbx of course was was a really big um successful franchise is it still alive or no no <laughs> lbx no. is long dead what what happened to it it's just level five being level five um you know they they do things like um they'll put all their you know eggs in a basket and just make something really successful and it's like okay we're done next project um and i mean it's kind of like what they did with gundam age they did all these games and did the anime merge and it's like okay after two years it's, it's good as i say level five is the the studio that did age right yeah. yes okay they have something new coming out i don't know if it was a game or an anime uh i i think it might be an anime um I really wish I'd have written this down. <laughs> I wonder who does the Shinkan Lion uh, series. Uh, I don't know who does the Shinkalion. Oh, it's Tomy. Oh, it's Tomy. yeah. It's Tomy. With, uh, the anime? Uh, yeah, I think the anime is Tomy, and then the kits were uh, Good Smile? No, well, the... Good Smile got, has a license to oh, produce okay. the model kits, but Tomy is the ones who uh, do the figures. Okay. They do the toys. I know that. Yeah. But that's actually really big too, uh, at least with the kids. But trains, that's an easy seller. I love yeah. Shinkalion. I need to watch Z at some point. Dude, that's a, is that in the fall season? Or is that yeah, a party? That's, that's the one I just, it's not too, too recent. Maybe like, what, a month and a half, two months ago came out? Cool. I'm going to have to get that on my list. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched Gundam Age yet, but Crow, I know you're a big. Yeah, someone's someone's got to rep it out of the five fans it has. I mean, is it is it a good is it a good anime? Oh, it's fantastic! Like, I, you know, I, I'm I'm obviously biased. Uh, so if I want to like put the bias aside, I will say the writing is pretty hasty in many areas because they only have uh like 49 episodes and they gotta they gotta go through all this pretty quickly within uh three generations. So if there were like movies that were in between each arc instead of just the one um, memories of Eden, you know, that that's just like a compilation of the entire series. But if they kind of, you know, uh, filled it in a little bit more, then it would be much better, but you have to get that filler through the video games. And if video games don't have an English translation, unless you download it and patch your ISO file, but it's, it's definitely a series that, you have to keep in mind there's three different arcs of three different generations, so the pacing is weird. But okay. the characters I think are actually really good um, in that series, and it has some of the coolest looking mobile suits, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Um, speaking of those, uh, you posted about entering uh, Gundam based competition. Was that during your guys' pilgrimage, or is that a separate event? Yeah, that was the Sunday. So we we did the Akihabara uh, on Saturday, and then Sunday morning we went to uh, Gundam Base and did all of our nice little shopping and everything. And that's when I submitted those uh 
Gundam Age kits. Cool. And did you win? Yeah, that's pretty cool. No, we, we gotta wait until mid November. Um I'm not I'm not thinking I'm gonna place. Uh looking at a couple of the entries. Um at least the two kits I submitted, I don't think they're gonna place. But the the kit I'm building now, which is the uh the B Club uh one one hundred master grade age one razor. I, I think I have a chance because it's gonna have LEDs in it. I didn't see any other kits out, out there with LEDs. Um and I'm putting a lot of work into this, into like the little mini diorama. So, ugh, just fingers crossed. That sounds. If awesome. you fail, I will hit your hands with a wooden sword. Oh God. Maybe I want that. Well, I have my kimono ready. Actually, um, <laughs> relating relating to B Club, um, I know, I believe those things have been out of print for quite some time. Is that something you're able to find? I guess with more ease, uh, given like the uh the shops in your area or is it not still... in my area but um I, i'm pretty sure gokui um he probably seen a lot of them over in akihabara no in akiba there's not a lot of b club i know there's a few shops like uh suruga surugaya mm. and like jungle and i think oh, they might have i'm under of course um but they're they're pretty old and resin is not that popular you know like you know there's the add-on kits and whatnot but it's not that popular to to do um it's kind of a mess mm. it's what, a, what is it i have no idea what this b club is we we talked about it man it's the uh the b clubs the um during like the, the resin official, episode yeah it's like the official resin for uh bandai and usually it's uh published by hobby japan um, but usually one of like the, like, uh, what was, what's his name? Uh, Nakoi. Naoki. Yeah. Naoki. He's the one that actually made the, um, the age one razor. Nice. And he's made like a bunch of other, you know, B clubs. So like, they'll have like this famous, you know, modeler and he'll be the one to do the garage kit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> actually we, we talked about uh B club a bit on our, uh, resin episode. If you remember Chris. Or no, not. I don't remember, man. I okay. Remember. Oh, wait. wait. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I think I might remember why you don't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was probably, you were... probably away, wasn't I? Yeah. You, but, you I like... mean, I, I edited the full episode, so I like, <laughs> fuck, went over like four times before releasing it. So, yeah, yeah I just kind of can't remember it, man. There's there's lots going on. That's fair. Brain. Yeah. But so, actually, it's I guess it's surprising that, like, I, I know we talked about here, at least, that, like, the, like, the resin not being as popular in japan i just wasn't like sure how like true that was so i guess that makes some sense it's not, of, like it's not that nobody does it it's just a hassle to have to clean up um the oh, resin yeah. dust is a pain you know the the modelers who have been doing it for a while uh definitely are, are doing it but you know the people who are just casually building are not going to bother with all that right yeah it's definitely uh different beasts to work with compared to just the snap building and uh sanding and maybe like custom polystyrene work yeah yeah it's just it's more niche that's all it is yeah cool so what are you guys you guys building anything at the minute in particular yeah just that that uh that b club um at my school that i teach at i'm hosting in Ekaiwa, which is uh like an after-school English um, 
I don't know, like not really a club, but like a, a get together where I meet with different students and, and we talk. And uh, one of the things I do with another teacher and a couple of the students is we're we're actually building kits right now. Um, so I'm building just the regular, the, the first uh, UCHG Zaku. And I got some of the, what was it? It was the um, Midnight Fenrir water slide decals. So I'm just going to build this uh, Zaku out of the box with my students and then throw the water slide decals on af afterwards. Cool. Nice. So what kind of, um, what kind of year group is it? How old are they? Um, they're Ichi Nensei and Ni Nensei, which would be in America, they would be sophomores and juniors. Uh, so I'm going to guess um, how old they are, probably between 15 and 17, maybe. Okay. Now, are you cool with the students since you're an American? Are you like the great teacher Uzumaki, or do they just think you suck? Uh, you know, it's a little bit of both. It's, uh, oh, that sucks. Yeah, you know, uh, I remember telling my kids that I was in the army one time and they all think I, all the kids in that class think I was Rambo. And I was like, no, I, I sat in a motor pool, like checking vehicle engines my entire time. And they're like, Hey, can you teach us how to shoot? And I'm like, no, nah. I mean, well, <laughs> like, sure right kids, there, but... let's go. Well, I mean, airsoft this is, is an AR 15 favorited by school shooters. Pay attention now. <laughs> airsoft is a big thing over here. Some of my students do like the survival games, airsoft. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I've actually had students during our cultural festival, you know, invite me over to, you know, shoot their airsoft setup to have during the, the school culture festival. And I'm like, okay, I mean, that's great. It looks like a rifle, but it's not, but sure. Let's have fun. I, that was actually, um, due to a lot of the, uh, builders I followed, I've seen them post airsoft rifles and, because my brain is trained that airsoft rifles in the U.S. have orange tip, and I'd see these rifles, I'm like, where are these guys getting guns? And it's just like, oh, right, they're they don't have the orange tip requirements that we do because right because they don't, don't have, have gun guns. Happy police. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's this, there's this. Uh, what is this? Like, a, like an urban legend or something that cops in Japan don't carry guns, but every beat cop does carry a gun. They all have revolvers, but you know they. I can't remember well, the last time a cop had to pull a revolver on somebody. It's all that damn civilization over in Japan. No one's crazy. How long have you guys been there for? Uh, five years um, in total and three years consistent right now. Uh, going on nine years in total and seven years in this stint of teaching. Do you, oh. do you guys have family over there? Of course. Well, yeah. my, my wife's Japanese, so her in-law, actually, I live with her um, mother, uh, well, part-time. The, the mother-in-law bounces back between her different siblings, so it's nice right now, you know. She's not here, but when when my kid, you know, is sick and can't go to preschool, then she comes over and takes care of my, uh, my son, and the rest of the time, you know, she's off doing something else, doing older, tired, you know, Japanese lady stuff. Gambling with the Yakuza is pretty much. It's not far off. <laughs> Do you face any like weird sort of discrimination there still, or is it pretty laid back? Uh, it's it's much better than ten years ago. Like if you go to some you know some place out in the boondocks, you know you're probably gonna have some old man who shouts at you to you know go away and stop leaving garbage on the street. But 
in their defense, we do leave garbage on the street everywhere, so. Oh, good lord. Take that, old man Funaki. <laughs> yeah, when I first got here in uh, 2011, there used to be signs on doors that says, no gaijin. Like on uh, bars or restaurants or cl- even clubs. Like, I used to get straight up denied over in um, Kobe. They say, yeah, I know what kind of clubs there. you're going to, though. I mean, just explain normal. more about these clubs. Yeah, just normal clubs, like like the back the back door clubs. You know, wink, oh, the wink. hostesses. Yeah, th- those for the most part they were pretty accepting because obviously you're gonna give them money and they're gonna scam you. Um, but there <laughs> were some that I remember uh, me and my buddy going to because we was just like bar hopping around in uh, Fukuoka, and you know they'll pull up the whole like you know cross hands like no no gaijin, and it's just like wow okay cool. My advice is go hit up the bars with a Japanese friend and you're pretty much gravy, you know, as long as they see you with the local and kind of know what to do and, you know, know what the, the etiquette is. I haven't had, yeah. I think, I think in the nine years I've been here, there's been maybe once or twice I've been just straight up denied. I uh, have avoided going to Japan thus far simply because of the etiquette. Like even eating sushi, there's this whole ritual that like, I'm like, what do you mean I can't dunk the uh, sushi in this way? You have to dunk the, the meat in first and then lay it back on top of the rice and eat it as a whole, all this other shit. I figure that's oh, no not for me. No one cares about that. Uh, <laughs> no, nobody cares. There's something called Gaijin Pass where, uh, you know, they see that you're, you don't know what you're doing. And half the time, they're either going to ignore you or you're going to have some you know, nice old lady, you know, come in a slightly condescending way and try to teach you how to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my that was my experience. Um, I had someone who just assumed that I had no idea what the fuck I was doing, and uh, uh, directed me how to throw my trash out. Well, that you know? that actually is a big thing. I mean, oh uh, no, I like I could read I could read the signs. I like I was like like I had my stuff separated and getting ready to like put it in the correct bins, and like some like random old lady like rushed over to correct me, and I'm like, okay, that's when you yeah. like pull your shirt off and reveal your back tattoo. No, I went to college here, so I remember what it's like, you know, living in a neighbor, just some normal ass neighborhood with a, you know, a big dorm full of, you know, rowdy Americans and Europeans who don't know how to sort their garbage. And being here for a while, I'm actually a lot more sympathetic than I was when I got here. And I was like, what do you mean I can't leave a bottle on the street? And who would leave a bottle on the street in the first place? Americans. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So basically, I have the mindset of a Japanese person living in America then. Um. You'd be surprised. I mean, if you got to realize in Japan, especially, you know, in just the neighborhoods, there's almost never just, you know, a garbage can, you know, a community mm-hmm. garbage can just sitting on the sidewalk. You're expected to take your garbage with you until you get to a place where you can properly dispose of it. Yeah, it sounds like where I live. Uh, well, there you go. What about the language barrier and stuff? Um, My... Japanese is really bad, even though I've been here for a long time. But oh, I, wow. just stumble, I stumble my way through it, and people see that I'm trying. So, you know, they'll either stand there and just let me try to get through it, you know, with the aid of Google Translate and however much I can remember, or they'll just kind of like shake their head and kind of gesture that they don't know what I'm talking about and walk off. You know, it's one or the other. It's definitely, it's definitely doable. Japanese doesn't seem like that simple of a language. Yeah, it from the time on, I spent trying to learn it. Yeah, it depends on the severity of of what you're trying to uh, convey. 
if you're just doing simple sentence structures, it's really not hard. But then you go into like politics and, you know, Godspeed. No, you have no interest in politics. I am all about those hostess girls. <laughs> oh, they're easy. They're easy to talk to. Pantsu, misite minate, mahoroshi desu Oh, you've been practicing, Gundam. Oh, there you go. Oh, yes. Well, you know, all the time I spend watching that Japanese porn, you got to pick up something. <laughs> <laughs> what was, um, what was pandemic life like over there for you two guys in particular? Miserable. Shit closes early. Military is just like, hey, you can't go here. You can't go there. And then these prefectures go into a state of emergency. So it's like, you got, how many prefectures? Like 45? Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. But, yeah, yeah. Like, there's like 45 or 47 prefectures, and like half of them are all just closed off. And still, Crow didn't finish any of those kits in his closet. Nope. I saw you got the Lunacy Beyond Global Zaku 2, and I was like, damn it, I've been trying to get one of those. <laughs> I was like, I bet he doesn't even listen to Lunacy. I don't. I didn't even know it was a band. I thought, I thought no, it was I, a band. I, I, yeah. I, I had to tell him that we were at, uh, we were at, where were we at? We were at Surugaya, and uh, I was like, hey, you know, Lunacy is a band, right? He didn't know. It was like one of the biggest Japanese bands. At least uh, in the 90s. No idea. Oh, they were huge in the 90s. The really? album Eden was crazy. So I, yeah, I, I, I got remember into Japanese music with uh, Darren Gray and fucking uh, Gak and shit. That's about no, that's, that's, that's pretty close. You know, Lunacy was maybe just one, you know, one generation before that. You know, Lunacy was oh, okay. probably mid, mid to late 90s. Gak was late 90s to mid 2000s. Yeah, they, he hit big with, big with Malice Miser. Okay, yeah. I know Malice Miser. Yeah, no, like I, that was I'll a band famous for everyone being good looking. That was before BTS Malice Miser existed. <laughs> now I liked uh, the Michelle Gun Elephant. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Nah, that's uh, too late for me. No, it's actually really like old. Really? Yeah, I think they were like late nineties. I missed them. All right, how about uh, Bowie? Not David yeah. Bowie, the band Bowie. Oh, B O W. Hmm. Oh, never mind. It was BOA? You saying what? No, I thought you were talking about Boa, the Korean pop star. No, no. Like, this is like real old. They were like 80s. Oh, now that I think about it. What about X Japan? I mean, you guys got to. Uh, yeah, I've seen X Japan. I've seen X Japan. Yeah, they're awesome. So now we're talking interesting stuff. Fucking X, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you see X with Hide or after Hide? No, it was, it was long after Hide. I was with Sugizo from, from Lunacy. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. Well, then you need to do yourself a favor and just get a flight to Japan. I mean, I've been like, a Japanese band for a while, so I dealt with language barriers. <laughs> it's really not as bad as you think it is. You know, it's terribly kind of bad it, when you build... speak jack shit of Japanese. The most I knew of Japanese was Naruto. I've been speaking jack shit for nine years. I still get by. You know, you just got to go out and make the effort, you know. It's way easier than building a channel on YouTube. You can do that. Oh, man. You can do anything. That's totally different. This is a long time ago when I was playing a Japanese band. Speaking of uh, YouTube channels, um, do you have one, Cookie? Or no, I'm just a casual on Twitter. I don't even know I'm in this conversation. <laughs> well, you you post some pretty pretty um, insightful stuff on 
and what's going on in the shops and stuff and um like it's good to see the the signs that are up in the shops kind of i think you posted one up about the eclipse and and stuff like that you know saying oh you can only buy one or two or something and it's just it's quite quite interesting to see to see that stuff um especially for me as a westerner or kind of uk citizen like i'd never get to see that that side of things so it's it's pretty cool to see what's going on and to get your guys opinion on it like as i mean you technically are westerners but you're you're living over there so it's yeah it's cool cool to have you guys sharing that with us crow's the one out there like interacting with with uh people on social media so no crow's going crazy on social media yeah yeah i should do that shit years ago probably the move to make it it might be late now in the game (laughs) <laughs> it's like crow's dressed as an ava unit and i wake up and i look at my phone like oh, he's just doing crow things you know yeah all right crow what what new underwear what new uh mobile suit underwear do you have for us today oh i got that trans am that shit's fucking packing yeah i'm wearing manscape underwear i wear the underwear of my sponsors <laughs> <laughs> you dirty team simp. player hey you pay the piper you pick the tunes baby I'm not gonna lie. If an underwear company sponsored me, I'd I'd fucking rep it all all the time. It's actually you would rep underwear. it if they just looked at you sideways. You're like, what? Mm-hmm. You're trying your underwear. For anyone who's listening, who doesn't know what we're talking about here. Do you want to kind of explain what's going on here, Crow, with underwear and your social media presence? Just yeah, in so case uh, somebody doesn't know. Yeah. So uh, my Twitter uh, handle is I'm I'm just a gimmick account at this point. You know, I'm just a uh, you know, posting underwear pics. Um, you know, there's there's just a lack of underwear pics from men, and I think you know, as a society, we we should we should embrace you know the uh, the bulge a little bit more and uh and the bum. I probably normalize that shit. Yeah, <laughs> through sheer what? force, I'm gonna normalize it. But was that like was that a direct response to anything in particular? Um. For example, uh, you know the the female side of Gumpla that's sometimes brought into disrepute, or what so was it? I actually have nothing against like the females that do the uh, the more lewd stuff, um, wh- whether it's like gaining attention or call to action, or it's just a, their side hustle. I have no problem with with females. I do kind of have a problem with the men. Majority of the men who like aimlessly uh simp for the women because it's like yo dog i I hate to i hate to use this phrase but it's like go touch grass stop touching gumpla touch a little more grass you go out there and you're gonna experience a whole new world but you know they'll blindly say like x person is like the greatest modeler as oh yeah yeah (laughs) look yeah yeah it's like i have no problem like their their kids are, are bomb like it's cool but you can't say that that is the pinnacle of model building because you're just trying to suck up to this woman. Like, let's be real. It, it's not even the best. It's like mediocre at best. It's passable stuff that I was doing on my first gum, gumplicate. But they act like, thank you for the tutorial. I'm like, yeah, if, you're like if you're aspiring to paint like this girl, you're never going to win GBWC. Let's, let's just fucking be real with it. Yeah, I like I support a lot of the female, you know, artists and all that, you know, so I have no problem with them. It It's mainly just the dudes. And I think the dudes need to do a little more simping for the other dudes, you know, 
It's, it's, uh, the only time you're going to get any simping from uh, male Gumpla fans now is if you're an established Gumpla builder on YouTube or you're a guy who's decided to dress as a femboy. Like, that's it. Those oh, are your yeah. options. Yeah, I'm so new to Choose the femboy one. wave. Put on a dress or paint really well. Or be cruel and wear, wear fluorescent pink Y fronts. That too. Whatever yeah. they were. I mean, I bought myself some shoes with some fluorescent pink. We're going full destroy mode. Do you feel more powerful in your Gundam shoes, Kra? Uh, no, I, I felt pain. <laughs> I, was, I, was, uh, I was telling Go, uh, Goki that um, I was just in, in just agonizing pain because the size just was not big enough. Okay, it's, what size? It's the girth. Get? It's not the length. It's the girth. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you ordered a um, size too small or? No, so it's it's the exact same size. I have Ava shoes and I have uh, Common Rider shoes that are twenty six point six centimeters, but for whatever reason, these Nikes are way smaller in the width. Um, so it's basically con oh, they're contracting. Real yeah, it's just like contracting the size of my feet. Yeah, uh, Nike shoes are a total uh, crapshoot in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So I shot a size in a, like half a size bigger than I usually wear in those, and they ended up being too big. So I had to order a normal size, like a size smaller for me. That actually mm -hmm. is my normal foot size. But then the other SB Dunks, uh, I have like acid wash. They look cool as shit. And I got them in a size 10 and a half, and they still feel small. So I have to go up a full size to make them fit. But I ain't in the mood to try and find another pair of those things. So I totally hear what you're saying. SB yeah. Dunks in general aren't the most comfortable shoes nike produces in my opinion yeah i've never been a nike fan like it's just never my, my thing I, I i'd rather just get some new balance and i'm just i rock that i don't give a shit get some skate shoes something yeah comfy. yeah i used to wear uh dc's and vans all the time mm -hmm. no i agree in japan you do a lot of walking new balance has great arch support mm -hmm. you might have to check these shoes out they're like old man or like dad uh, shoes they're not no, cool. i need shoes that look cool all right they don't look yeah, cool. these do not look cool now no, no <laughs> i need to be they'll, they'll save your arches seven. get some white right. new balances with grass stains yep <laughs> okay so so those shoes i see all the time in japan mm -hmm. like you see a bunch of like uh otaku that they're just like shelter but they get they rocking them new balance bro they, they, they put miles in them they are man yeah, Crow, I just wanted to, to touch on your YouTube channel again because I know you've uh, you've kind of got some plans for it, I guess, or you're kind of talking about revamping it and kind of shifting around your your review uh, method and stuff like that. And I was just curious as to what what your plans are because, like, you're you're kind of you're almost at twenty k subs, um, and the new format seemed seemed pretty cool. It was was entertaining just wondered what your your thoughts were on it for for gunplay related stuff yeah um so yeah uh, not for the most part um you know i'm not completely closing out gundam reviews um but it's like if it's if i'm gonna do a gundam review it, it better be something like unique like the gundam uh, universe or that infinity line i'm gonna make a review of, of those but those more likely will include skits um but what i'm trying to do is get rid of the old tired Gundam review format because you know it may work for a lot of people. It just it's does been not done work to death for, me. for ten years. Yeah, 
and some people are, you know, they're really decent at it, but it's just like, you know, nothing, nothing against those that, that continuously have done it. Cause like Zach, uh, Zach Arielis, you know, I still watch his videos, uh, here, you know, here and there. And it's not him that kind of like draws me out of the video. It's just the format because it's, I'm tired of seeing the 360 spin and all this other stuff. Like I want a narrative. We have a so 180 with the head and neck swivel. It, it's yeah. the toy review format, right? Like that's pretty yeah, much what these are. I'm I'm I don't I don't even watch Transformer uh reviews anymore because those are just completely tired out since day one. Um but I was like, you know, what can I do to bring people in and want to watch a video and not really because of the the model kit. I, I want people to watch it because it's gonna be entertaining. So um that's when I thought of the safety inspector because I was an actual safety inspector. Um and it's just a pretty unique format to review a model kit but in the the, the scheme of things and in, in the the skit it's an actual robot and you're inspecting it for it to have clearance uh to move on to the next stage of testing and to eventually go out there and fight the good old fight yeah particularly liked how you were talking about the the material of the uh the, the rx that you were doing the safety inspection of and you were just like what the fuck this thing's plastic what's going on i thought it was uh quite amusing yeah because that one in particular was the uh the uh, ecopla which is like the recycled plastic so i i, I was gonna make it metal at first like oh you know it's just a metal robot that's all black but i was like you know what it's a part of the ecopla project from anaheim they're like look we gotta cut down metal costs so we're gonna just make these in, in plastic and fight the fight but nice. um I'm working on the next video right now. Um, the script's already done. I got the uh, the guest of honor. He's uh, his, He covered his part. So right now, I just got to actually get the time and uh, film it over probably the course of uh, tomorrow. And uh, hopefully I can have that up by uh, Monday or Tuesday. By the time this gets out, people will figure out who's in the video. Oh, yeah. yeah, so. yeah gonna... <laughs> Who is in the video? So it's a gum, uh, Gundam is going to play the uh, the manager of the uh the hanger yeah crow sent me the script i looked it over and i immediately rewrote it i was like okay this needs changing it needs my special flair and i agree with him uh the format is tired i set out to do something different as soon as i got into gunplug because i i didn't like the way it was and i'm glad crow was doing something different he pinched this to me like months ago and i said if you pull this off it's probably going to be the hottest thing but then i forgot that we're dealing with gunplug you know, I was like, Crow's doing big things. It's going to be huge. Nobody's really paying attention still, which it's tragic because but it's it, uh, the most interesting ha thing to happen for Gunplay reviews in a long time. If you looked at the comments, though, those comments were saying, like, this is revolutionary or this is what Gundam reviews need. It was like complete positivity uh, in, in those comment sections. So, I mean, all I need to do, like, we're going to do the Eclipse Gundam next. And you know that, that's I totally whiff that. I was writing for Anaheim with his fucking Eclipse Gundam from Seed. Oh man, that's fine. Like who who needs lore when we're when we're doing skits? It's okay. Yeah, we're like looking at plastic yeah. model kits for God's sakes, and we're all yeah. old. It's. <laughs> I mean, the, the, sorry, go ahead, Spray. No, say it's definitely like your your video is definitely like a very fun and engaging uh, uh, format compared to all the other stuff out there. Because like I, I can't I can't keep up with EA and I can't keep up with uh, Studio G. They 
they're doing things that I would I would have to retire, and I don't retire until another five years, and like my time's completely taken up by the Marine Corps. So if you have you know, like any obligation outside of gunplay, you can't keep up with that uh, production time. No, at all. Hell no. <clears throat> if it isn't your main thing, you're fucked. Which is what I've been learning as of late. Yep. Same here. You just can't do it, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I put out like crazy edited videos. They took a shit ton of time, and it's like five k views. And I'm, what the fuck is this? Mm. Yeah, it's a crime. Like your your comments are are really positive. Um, is it like, are you going to keep it as a form of of a review, a review, um, but under the guise of of a safety inspection? Like, is do you think people will be able to go to the video to? to find out still what they want to know uh, in I terms think if of anyone's looking this stuff up. They've seen a billion videos doing the, 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 the kit in the old format. And then if they come across crawl, they're going to go, well, this is totally a 180 from that. Yeah. Oh, well, will, gonna, they, just... will they learn what they want to learn from the videos? Well, they've probably learned it from other videos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm kind of throwing away most of like articulation. Like when I talk about the articulation, especially in the last video, you, I just put it in a pose. Like you get it if you see the arm all the way up or completely flex and the leg completely fe- uh, flex. Um, if there's some specialties about like the knees separating. Uh, as the inspector, I may point that out. Like you know something of the sort being um, a good prevention from uh, joint dislodging or some shit like that. I'll, I'll make something up uh, for the story, but. People don't give a shit about I really I honestly think people don't give a shit about reviews. They are going to these channels for the personalities and maybe to learn something, but they really don't care if the arm can do a 360 bend. Yeah, I think most of them are going to confirm their purchases. Like, I'm going to get the RG new. I want to hear other people tell me how great it is. Yep. Mm -hmm. So doing this is totally different and it's a good thing. Yeah. Like, but they don't like when uh when they're not hearing their their uh their own personal echo because I'd be shitting on uh the Gunham Universe line and oh boy, which is admittedly terrible. It is. I I like some of them are pretty decent, but it's like it, it there's still shit. Yeah, and... it's like one turd has a piece of corn in it, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. well, this one's got some corn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully I'll do a couple more in uh, the future. And I'll just say wild, outlandish things in the background. I took the liberty of editing my audio for Crawl so you didn't have to bother with trying to make it sound like it was coming over a loudspeaker. Yeah, I appreciate that. Because I would have to go into my uh, my edits and, and try and put some filters and, and effects on that. Yeah, I was figuring you probably weren't like a guy well-versed in editing BS. No, I just I, I cookie, cookie cutter everything. Yeah, editing is a pain in the ass. Mm. it's too bad we don't live closer because i would totally change a lot of things about like the video that you're doing like i would probably smooth out the camera shots and the lighting on you i'd probably make more dynamic to fit the background but that's just me oh, okay i mean yeah that's that's the one thing that sucks like not yeah. having someone here that's the one thing that kills us all we don't have like uh anyone we could just call over like hey i need help with this mm-hmm. well gundam they are going to open up the uh what is it it's going to be the um the new Gundam in Fukuoka, this is a good reason to go and, and visit as a crow. Yeah. I would like to uh, 
check that stuff out. I really would. But I've told myself I'll go to Japan the day I can place in GD GBWC. Probably a lofty goal, but why not? Do it next year. Uh, I got to find time. Like, even now, I'm cutting into something. I'm supposed to be working for sponsors right now. Instead, I'm here. So mm -hmm. I've set back my word schedule this morning. I'm always at the behest of others, honestly. Well, you know, uh, what is it? The Gundam base has always got some kind of competition, just like the one that Crow's in. You know, mm -hmm. why aim for the stars when you can just grab something in front of you right now? Nah, I'm always a stars kind of guy. Big picture. All right, okay. That's respectable. <laughs> we definitely need more. Uh, we need we need more groups for uh, for Gunpla because, like, I tried it when uh, when I did the the drunk Gundam reviews. Oh, I, I had my that. boys. Yeah, I had my boys with me and. That was probably the most fun. We couldn't even make it through the, the whole video. We'd have to like just cut it short because we're like cracking up or we're getting completely wasted. Um, and I see some Japanese and some Korean modelers. They're doing that. They have like their little group in the video. And it's like that's something I would love to to try in the future. Have, have you guys ever tried reaching out to any of the uh, local YouTubers? There's a lot of them over here, and I'm sure they would like expanding their you know their viewer base just having a guest on i have no idea what japanese people are here in hiroshima or iwakuni i gotta imagine there's some out there somewhere mm -hmm. they could hitch their wagon to crow's star there you yeah. go and vice versa how do you feel about modeling in ava underwear funaki <laughs> get in the underwear all right, now we're going to have an international incident. Okay. <laughs> Is there any other Japanese stuff that uh, that we we don't know about? We don't even know to ask about it. Is there anything cool that you think we should know um, in relation, really, to to the hobby, um, whether it's Gunpla or General Plamo, just before we we wrap up this episode? Uh, right now, I'm kind of excited for the Super Robot Wars uh, 30, um, 30th anniversary, or no, is it number 30 or the 30th anniversary? Super Robot Wars 30, um, they're re-releasing a bunch of different kits they've printed over the years, like the Altison, and um, it's hard to get my hands on, but I'm looking forward to getting that if I can find it. I know the one thing I've I've kind of noticed out here in Japan, which I think is probably more for like just the the entirety of Asia, but they favor uniqueness and just customization rather than um, high tier painting. Because hmm. I see that way more often as just like super customized or quirky, gimmicky builds that, you know, it might be like uh, they built a panda bear out of like a fucking RX-78 parts or some shit like that. Um, and it's just like they, they like the cutesy gimmicky builds. Uh, but it's not all about like the actual professional finish of the paint. No, oh, that's the end of me. Yeah, like in Europe, in the states, it's just like, no, that bitch better fucking be like canon. Like it better be to the T of how it's supposed to be designed in the line arts, and the color should be one hundred percent accurate. Wonder, wonder if that's like just from the more Western groups coming from like armor modelers and like a lot of the historic like accuracy like types. That might be it. I think like uh, what's really more popular in the States is like custom colors. Basically, people want to see black and like teal <laughs> the most, it seems. That seems like it's more like the Philippines that does that or uh, Malaysia. 
No, I mean in the sense of like Americans love to watch it, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like all the the top American builders that ever like placed in um, the North American GBWC has always been like non custom kits. It's just more like the diorama or the story behind the diorama is what propels them to to take the lead. And then they just completely just shit in the actual like World Cup. Yeah, Americans don't uh, do well in the World Cup. I don't think any English speakers really do that well. No. It's like you it's make it over and then you're completely destroyed by like the dragon Gundam. Yeah. Or you are you facing Win uh from Thailand. He's just gonna smoke you. Yeah, that was my game plan. I was gonna do a very interesting diorama in my opinion with a lot of movement and stuff going on. Mm. Now I gotta work on a dragon. <laughs> oh you do do the fish, like uh that one China. The koi fish. Yes. Yeah. That was a good build, but I was just like, it's a fucking fish. But it's a cool fish. It's true. But in my collection, if someone if I brought a person home and I'm trying to I'm trying to put them in bed, you know, I'm not gonna show them that fucking fish. I'm gonna show them this metabot. Like, hey lady, let me show you my meta B. Have you seen Metabots? <laughs> She'd be like, fuck man, what the hell's Metabots? She's like, fuck that. I was about samurai pizza cats, you fucking pleb. Oh god. Well, look, guys, um, I just want to say thanks for taking the time to come on and speak to us about, um, I guess, a little portion of your life in Japan and some of the, the Gumpla stuff in your mind and also in Japan. Um, yeah, so cheers for for coming and joining us, us guys. Uh, thanks for the invite. I absolutely don't belong to be here, but it was fun. Uh, oh, 100% great. you do, man. Yeah, it's been great having you. Yeah, thank you all for for having me been a, definitely a pleasure and highlight of the night do you guys want to like drop your your socials or whatever if anybody wants to find you on twitter or youtube sure i'm the uh the man on the street in akihabara and uh, you can find me on twitter at uh, goki underscore in underscore japan yep and i'm the man in various underwears um at krosama no the krosama and your YouTube is... It's all, all the, the same. Just yeah, yeah. Any social media, just type in the Krosama and I'll pop up. You find one, you've got them all. Yeah, I hope I... you're ready for Metabot. <laughs> nice. Bring well, I'll, I'll, tag, I'll tag you guys in the, in the episode post anyway. And um, yeah, cheers. Um, cut the episode here and thanks again, guys. Much all appreciate right, Thanks, guys. I appreciate thanks. it. Appreciate it. And uh, Gundam, it's uh, good to be on with you. I appreciate your channel. Oh, really? I did not see that coming. Uh, well, thank yeah, you, sir. to be honest, uh, I just randomly came across you, like, crapping on Pokemon, uh, or Pokemone, or whatever her name is. Okay, man, she came for me first. Okay, man. Yeah, yeah, no, but it was hilarious, and uh, every now and then I go back and uh, go for the wolves. Thank you, sir. You're keeping me alive in Japan. <laughs> All right, see ya. <laughs>